0: Appreciate that, Brother Mark. Let's take our Bibles, please, to the book of Jude again. I guess we won't have trouble finding the book of Jude in the Bible for all these messages. You know, I would say probably the Bible's probably the most uh, politically incorrect book in the world. We preached on fear this morning, and so now we're going to preach on hate. <laughs> it's in the Bible, and uh, that's two things that that never want to be put in a a good light, but yet it's in our text today. So in, you're in the Book of Jude. The Bible says in verse number. 21, this is really the last thing that we're going to emphasize that God's telling us we must do in this time of apostasy. We've gone all the way back and we've talked about remembering in verse 17 some things we need to remember. In verse number 20, we talked about building up ourselves. The Lord told us to be praying in the Holy Ghost the Bible admonishes us to keep ourselves in the love of God. Also to be looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. To have compassion. To pull people out of the fire. And then, verse 23, the Bible says, And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating. Hating even the garment spotted by the flesh hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. We saw this morning that fear is a valid motivation in our lives, and tonight we see that hatred hatred is a valid emotion that isn't always wrong. And we want to delve into this a little bit tonight as best we can. We'll compare Scripture with Scripture. But let me say this, hatred is usually a sin. So before we get into the things that we are supposed to be hating, just let me say that normally those aren't the things that we hate. Normally the hatred that we are guilty of is a sin. We certainly usually do not have the hatred that God wants us to have. The Bible tells us that hatred, Galatians chapter 5, verse 20, is a work of the flesh. Hate comes in our lives because the flesh is ruling our hearts. The Bible says that before we were saved, we were sometimes hateful and hating one another. That's Titus 3, 3. In other words, we're full of hate. Without Jesus, that's all people are, is full of hatred. It may may manifest itself in different ways toward different people, toward different circumstances, but a life without Jesus Christ is just a life filled with hate. It's not filled with peace. It's not filled with joy. That's a work of the flesh. That is a work of, of wickedness in the hearts of people, hatred. As a matter of fact, hatred, usually if you look through the Bible, the people were hated. I've got a list of them, i study them all out. We won't be here three hours to go through everybody that was hated, but they hated Isaac. They hated Isaac because of how much he was blessed. They hated, Jacob was hated. Leah was hated because she was having kids and there's So I'm saying, usually hatred comes out of some bitterness. You just don't wake up and start hating people. There's a motivation for it. Sometimes it's envy. Sometimes it's just something in your life that promotes it. Joseph was hated. His brethren hated him. His own flesh and blood. Why did they hate him so bad? You know why, right? He got the coat that they wanted. He got the love and attention of the Father that they wish they would have had. He, he was better than they were. And that's a lot of times where hatred comes from. Joseph was hated. Micaiah, the prophet, was hated. You remember that? Hey, There's one that's a prophet of God, but I hate him. There's some bitterness there. You know why? Because he had heard a message of reproof and he didn't like it and it stuck in his heart and he never could forget that preacher and that reproof. He hated that. He hated that reproof and he would never let it go and he hated that man that had been giving him the preaching and the message of the Word. He was bitter at him. You read the book of Psalms, you'll find out how many times it says David said he was hated. But yet, the Bible talks about haters of God. People hate God. And they hate God because they're bitter at Him. And they're bitter at Him because He didn't do things the way they wanted Him to do it. I'm saying hatred comes from bitterness. And the reason, one reason you don't want to have a root of bitterness is because it's just going to fill your life with hate. And if you're a hateful person and hating one another, you are a miserable creature. It's not how God certainly wants his people to live. That's what's in the world. They hated Jesus. You'd think nobody would hate Jesus, right? Jesus said they hated me for they hated you. <laughs> he said, matter of fact, you will be hated of all men for my name's sake. They hate me so bad that they're going to hate you too. But he says, blessed are ye when men shall hate you. What a verse. If people hate you, well, you're blessed. You know what happens when most people, when they're hated by somebody, they hate back. And the Lord said, bless you when men shall hate you. He said, do good to those that hate you. Why? Because they're helping you get your reward. They're helping you be more like Jesus Christ. I'm just saying that hatred usually is a sin. It invades people's lives. But it's not always a sin. Though the Bible tells us if we hate our brother, we're a murderer. The Old Testament law said, thou shalt not hate thy brother in thy heart. The Bible also says in Ecclesiastes 3.8, there is a time to hate. But you know our problem is? We hate at the wrong time. We hate the wrong thing. We hate the wrong ones. Our life is usually out of balance, and that's why I said in this day of apostasy, you not only need to have compassion in your heart in verse twenty-two, but you need to be a balanced Christian to have some hate in your heart over the right things. You know, God hates things; they're called abominations in the Bible. God lists the abominations in Deuteronomy twelve thirty-one, and He says these abominations which I hate. So God will call something an abomination to let you know that He hates that thing. As a matter of fact, before I get in the message, I want to just go through here and show you. Go to the book of Psalms because I think I need to mention this as we're talking about hatred. There are some people that use some verses in the Bible to say, See, I, I, I can't hate people because it's in the Bible. and So I want to read some of those tonight. In Psalm 26, all these are Psalms of David. We call them in the theological world imprecatory Psalms which just is a great explanation of wanting God to destroy somebody or judge somebody. And in the midst of them, we get verses like this about hatred. Psalm 26, this is a psalm of David. The sweet psalmist of Israel. You know, the guy that wrote up, the Lord is my shepherd. That was chapter 23. Look what he wrote in 26. Verse number 5. I have hated the congregation of evildoers and will not sit with the wicked. He said, I hate their assembly. I hate their congregation. You say, well, that was maybe just directed at their assembling together. Look at Psalm 31, another Psalm of David. Psalm 31, the Bible says, this is right after he says In verse 5, this was quoted to Jesus on the cross. Into thy hand I commit my spirit. Remember that quote? (laughs) Look at verse 6. David says, I have hated them that regard lying vanity. Do you see that in your Bible? This is somebody filled with the Spirit, writing under inspiration of the Holy Ghost. It doesn't stop there. Look at Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Another Psalm of David. The guy that's playing on that heart, filled with the Holy Ghost, with all them docile, cute, nice little sheep. (laughs) Psalm 139, verse 21. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee. Do you see that? Are you reading the same Bible I'm reading? Look at verse 22. I hate them with perfect hatred. So here's what happens. We see those verses in the Bible. It says, see, I can't hate people. Well, you've got to understand something. David's also killing people in the name of the Lord. I wouldn't try to do what David did. I wouldn't try to be what David was. Matter of fact, when we read the New Testament and the book of Jude that we're in, and that's going to be the main point of what we're preaching tonight, he says hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. He didn't tell you to hate the person that's in it. He says you need to hate the garment. With that being the case, though, I'm just trying to lay a groundwork to show you that hatred is not always wrong in the Bible. It's usually wrong in me. It's usually wrong in you, but it's not, a, it's not always a sin. Look at now, that was about David. we know he was just a sinful man. But look at Psalm chapter five. Psalm chapter five. The Bible says in verse number four. Psalm 5 and verse number 4. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness. Neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou. He's talking about God. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. He said, preacher, no. The Bible says God so loved the world, he gave his own. Yep. Yep. And he also tells you you have to have compassion, and then he also tells you to hate something. Look at Psalm 11. Some of you look like you're confused. Psalm 11, the Bible says in verse number 5 The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. Now you say, preacher, how can that be? God, come on now, we've always heard as a child that, that, that God hates the sin and He loves the sinner. Not in those two verses. And, and here's, the, here's the problem. God doesn't throw their sin into hell. He throws them into hell. Now, before you say, well, all right, that means I can hate sinners. No, no, you're not God. And you don't have the perfect balance of love. The same God that said that he hated those workers of iniquity, the same God gave his only son in love to die for those people. You and I don't have that balance. And I guarantee you when hate rises up in your heart about somebody, it's because you are bitter. It's because you are envious. It's because you and I do not have the Spirit of Jesus Christ. We can't get over something and we're back to the works of the flesh in flesh controlling us. God help us to hate what He wants us to hate and quit hating everything He's telling us not to hate. If we had half the hate of the sin in our own hearts that we have toward people, we'd have revival and we'd all be right with God. You say, Preacher, I don't hate anybody. Well, I hope that's true. I'm going to look back at my text. So first thing I want to say is that hatred is a valid emotion that isn't always wrong, though usually that's not true about you and me. When David said he had perfect hatred, you don't have that. No, you don't, you don't have that. The second thing I see, Jude verse 23, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. There needs to be hatred before they can, there can be salvation. No, 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 the progression of the verse. Others say with fear. So, we're talking about people that need to be saved. Maybe they need to be saved from hell. Maybe they need to be saved from apostasy. Maybe they need to be saved from a lot of different things. But others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. I don't think this is just talking about the people that are trying to reach these people. I think it's also talking about the people themselves. The people themselves, if they are going to be saved, they have got to come to the place that they begin hating the thing that that is damning them. You know, if you don't hate sin, you're not going to get saved. You're not going to get saved if you don't hate sin. All this, uh, this uh, confused religion that says, you know, just add Jesus to your life. and I don't know how that would work in a Hindu society. Oh, do you will you take Jesus as your God? Yeah, I've got a hundred, a thousand of them. Sure, I'll, I'll put another one up there. Do you see how that doesn't work? No, no. The Bible said they turned to God. From idols. There's got to, something has to happen in our hearts before we get saved. We don't love and embrace and want the sin. We want the sin gone. I'm not talking about reformation. I'm not talking about lordship salvation. I'm not talking about turning over new leaf. I'm not talking about work salvation. But bless your heart, when you get really saved, you want gone. What is damning you? You're not trying to add Jesus to your sin. Does that make sense? And that's why he says, Others save with fear, pulling them out of fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. When people get saved, it's because they get sick of their sin. Somebody said, well, do you have to give up all this sin for you to get saved? No, but you've got to want to. You've got to want it gone. What are you getting saved for if you don't want it gone? Jesus came to save us from our sin. If I don't want to be saved from my sin, I don't want to be saved because sin is the problem. So before any, and I think that's the problem why most people don't get saved. They are in love with their sin too much, and they have to come to the place where they're hating what that sin is doing to them and what it what they are, or they'll never come to the Savior. I'll show it to you again. Look at John chapter 3. I think we see it in John chapter 3. Jesus very plainly as he's speaking to Nicodemus, I think he lets him know why people aren't coming to him for salvation in this wonderful everlasting life that he offers them. Because he says in John chapter 3, In verse number 19, and this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world. Watch it. And men loved what? Darkness. Rather than what? Light. Because their deeds were evil. Watch it. Verse 20. For everyone that doeth evil, what does it say? Hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest that they are wrought in God. God says, the reason these people aren't believing on me is because they love the darkness and they hate the light. So in other words, to believe on the Lord means there's, there has to come a time in your life that you say, you know what, I hate the darkness and I want the light. We we try to deal with people gingerly when they come for salvation. Great testimony this morning. Miss Dini said, "Man, she was ready. This girl, this morning, she was she was in vacation Bible school, and God was dealing with her all week, but she didn't get saved. But this morning, she's ready to get saved. Amen. Glory! Amen. Finally, I'm sick of it." Aren't you glad for the day that happened in your life? I'm sick of this. I hate this. don't want it anymore. I want the light. I want Jesus. I want to be clean. I want to be saved. As long as men are in love with the darkness, they're not coming to the Savior. There's a hatred of sin before the salvation. You've got to hate your sin before you let people pull you out of the fire. Unless souls hate the flesh and hate the sin, they will not be saved. As a matter of fact, go, you're, you're in the Gospels. Look at Luke chapter 14. I, I read this this week, and I sort of put this together, and I just I just want to read again and let you see it. Th- this is proper hatred, and I think it's hatred of the things that keep us from Jesus, you see. And I'm not going to explain this because... I preached on this before. I'm not going to do it again, but I want to read it to you. Jesus said in Luke 14, verse 26, if any man come to me and what's the word? Hate. hate. Is that in your Bible? Yeah. Now, now, this is this is that valid emotion that's not wrong because Jesus is saying you need to do this. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, Watch this. And his own what? Life also. In other words, I hate this life. I hate this life of sin. I hate this guilt. I hate this condemnation. I hate this darkness that my life is in. You see it? You say, well, why are all those relatives in there? Because sometimes those relatives are in the darkness with you. And they want to keep you in the darkness. Just go over two little chapters to chapter 16. I never put these two verses together. They're just a chapter between them. Because Jesus talks about hate again. Luke chapter 16. Look at verse number 13. Luke 16, 13. No servant can serve two masters for either he will what? Hate the one and what? Love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. The master may be things. The master may be money or materialism. But he's saying until you hate that other master, you are not going to love me. Does that make sense? You're not going to have two masters. You're going to get rid of one and hold on to the other. You're going to say, I don't want this one, but I want Jesus. You know what sometimes the master is? Sometimes the master is daddy. Sometimes it's mama. Sometimes it's children. You understand the context putting them together? Whatever is keeping you from Jesus Christ. That's what he's talking about. That's He's talking about your attitude. Maybe it's just the life that you're enjoying, that you've got to come to the place of hatred and say, I want him to be my master. All I'm saying to you is this evening that hatred of sin is required before salvation. You know why we're not being saved from apostasy? Let me switch gears and not just talk about being saved from hell. You know why we're not being saved from apostasy in our churches and in our lives is because we don't hate. It enough. We dislike it, but we don't hate it enough. Hatred is a strong word, you know that? You know some of these little kids, they they hate they hate peas and green beans and stuff. They'll take the baby food jar and they stick it in their mouth. My kids, when we put that in their mouth, if they hate it, they went poof. I mean, come right back out. What? Turn up their nose, turn their head. I mean, hatred, that's a strong word. Do you know why this generation's got a hold of us like this? We don't hate it enough. We don't hate the shame and the sin and the... We're not that affected. We're still doing our thing and... If you're going to be saved from apostasy, then you're going to have to have some hatred for what that apostasy is going to be doing in your life like it's done to other people's lives. You know what I tell you what? I've seen enough disasters, enough train wreck. I hate what the devil does and what sin. We ought to have a holy hatred in our heart. And that, that, that'll save you from a shipwreck. But if you just have a cat, well, just, you know, everybody does what they want to do. Hatred of sin before salvation. And then as you look back to the text, what I want to say in verse number 23, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. I want to talk about that for a minute. What does that mean, hating the garment? The garment. Again, not the person. You, you leave that to God. You leave that to David. Hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Well, we know something about spots from this little book. Verse number 12, we were introduced to those spots. Do you remember that? These are spots in your feasts of charity. You know, all these filthy things we're reading about, we need to have a holy holy hatred for all this stuff. We need to have a go all the way back to the beginning. We need to have a holy hatred for people that turn the grace of God into lasciviousness. We need to have a holy hatred for denying the Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to have a holy hatred for those things that caused the children of Israel to be destroyed in the, in the wilderness. We ought to have a holy hatred, amen, for the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah and the angels that kept not their first estate leaving the place of God, we have, ought to have a holy hatred for being the filthy dreamer and the defi- defiling our flesh and despising dominion. We ought to have a holy hatred in our heart of speaking evil of dignities and railing. you understand what he's saying? All this is the age. And if you get used to this, you'll not have a hatred for it, and then it'll grab onto you like a bad habit. Hatred. Hating even all these spots. Hating that way of Cain. Hating that error of Balaam. Hating that gainsaying of Korah. Hating the shame. and The blackness and the darkness and the ungodliness and the deeds. And the murmuring and the complaining and the lust. Are, are you listening? If we're going to save ourselves from this generation, we've got to have a hatred for all that. Hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now, immediately, immediately, if you're a student of the Bible, you immediately are going to run to Leviticus. Because what happens in Leviticus is, is a definition of those spots. Leprosy. I, I hear leprosy is making a comeback. All these stinking armadillas out here, somebody needs to kill. Amen. That's right, they carry that lep- leprosy deal. Leprosy was a spot, and it could get on your, on your flesh, it could get on your garment, it could get in your house. But what happened when a spot got on there, that leprosy, that, that cancer would just spread. See, that's what happens. If we don't hate the spot, we have a spot. We have a spot in our life, and we look at it and say, well, it's just a small one. It'll be all right. Yeah. right. I'll deal with it later. I mean, it's not, it's not a very big deal. Just a spot. I know it's, I know it's not right. I know God's not pleased with it. I know it's part of the flesh. I know the world's wearing off. I know I let my guard down, but it's just a spot. It'll be, it'll be all right. I'll, just, I'll, I'll cover it up. I'll cover it up. I'll ignore it. I'll just make it where nobody sees my spot. Instead of hating what it's doing, to me, into my heart, into my mind, that leprosy would spread. You, you know, that made the people unclean. It even put them out of the congregation. I'm sure they grew up hating leprosy. You know, you probably wouldn't have to see too many lepers to say, "I tell you what, I don't want that happening to my little boy." I never forget as a, as a young man uh tommy tillman he's dead he's been dead for several years, but he'd come by he was a missionary for forever, and he was a missionary there, the lepers and he'd show he 'd show the most horrible pictures I ever saw in my life, and I forgot i 'm talking about arms and nubs and people you know walking on it was it was grotesque, and the smell. I never saw a leper before. I read about it in the Bible. never saw one. But after I saw one, that was enough. You know what would happen? If you went over, amen, to to the east somewhere, and you, you were in a leper colony, and you saw enough lepers, I guarantee you, if you saw the smallest spot that you thought was leprosy, you'd hate it so bad, you'd start chopping something off. Guys, How much ruin do we need to see in other people's lives before we start hating the spots in our garments? We're just going to let it go? Just going to cover it up? I don't think this just is about these people that need to be saved from hell. I I think it's about us that that we, we need to have a holy hatred for these things that are going to spot our garment. How's your garments tonight? You say, oh, preacher, well, I know all, all my righteousness is as filthy rags. Yeah, but if you've been saved by the grace of God, you've got a new robe. Amen. You were clothed with a new robe. Hallelujah. God gave you some fine linen, clean and white. Yeah. And praise the Lord, He said one day the church is not going to have spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, but will be holy and without blemish. Hallelujah. But my question is, how is your clothes walking down here? And when you get a spot on it, does it bother you? When the flesh spots you up and sin gets, it gets on all of you. Guys, <laughs> you know, you, you can't eat You might be the the cleanest eater in the world. But I guarantee you, sometime in your life, you're going to get food on your clothes. Some of that stuff just jumps. Amen. I mean, it's just supernatural. Especially that spaghetti sauce stuff. It'll just jump. Yeah. You, you, You cannot even help sometimes that you get spots on your clothes. Come on now. But you can help whether they stay there. And, and you cannot have a, 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 such a casual relationship that you don't have a hatred for what's happening in your heart and your mind. What I'm asking, are you hating even the garment spotted by the flesh? I don't want to wear this fleshly garment. Aren't you glad that we have a lamb that was without blemish and without spot that died for us. No spot. Not any such thing. And he died that not only to save me from hell, but amen, to clothe me in his righteousness and give me victory over the flesh so that I don't have to walk around with dirty garments. Hallelujah. Isn't that what he said over there in Zechariah chapter 3? Here's, here's Joshua, uh, Joshua the high priest. He's got all these filthy garments, and the Lord, and there's Satan said, Look at all them garments on him. Look how filthy he is. And the Lord said, Yeah, take them off and put new clothes on him. Amen. Amen. What I'm asking you tonight do you hate the things that spot you? Do you hate the things that make you dirty? Or do you just spend all your time hating people? You know, the Bible says that fools hate knowledge. But they don't hate what destroys them. You know, there's a lot of people that hate life. Can I just be honest with you? There's a lot of people in this world that hate life. But they don't hate what's making their life so bad. Life is a beautiful gift from God. We need to hate what makes the life so bad. We need to hate that garment that's spotted by the flesh. Most people spend their time hating reproof or they hate him that rebuketh in the gate, but they don't hate life's filth that is destroyed. You know what? Some of these people that have blown their brains out and their lives out on drugs, you'd think they'd stop and say, I hate what that's doing to me. It makes me a monster. Right? It's destroying my brain cells. God only knows if Jesus Terrence is coming, what this country's going to be run with in about 30 years with a bunch of people that grew up smoking dope all their life. There ain't going to be enough brain cells in there, amen, to run anything. You'd think somebody'd step back and say, you know, I hate this, it's ruining my health. Just like them people, amen, that smoke cigarettes, suck on cigarettes till they got lung cancer and they got a hole in there, they're sucking, they're sucking the smoke through the hole. Or the people that are drunks and they give themselves to the alcohol and their liver's shot and their marriage is shot and they become a terrible father or a terrible mother. And instead of hating what that's doing to them, they're still in love with it. Now wh- wh- what are we still in love with that's destroying us? Over there in Exodus, the Bible says you ought to look out some men, look, look, look out and find some men that hate covetousness. Well, that's something we can hate. The Bible to- tells us that ye that love the Lord hate evil. Psalm one three. I hate the work of them that turn aside. Do you hate what God hates? These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are abomination unto Him. A proud look. Do you hate that about yourself? That your bad attitude and your proud look is destroying you and everybody that's around you? Do you hate that? Don't you hate it when you've got a bad attitude? When you've got a proud look? Don't you hate how that makes God push you aside and say, get away from me because I resist the proud Don't you hate how sin breaks your fellowship with God? Don't you get tired of having to go to God and say, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and thank God He forgives us. But don't you get tired of the continual journey that breaks your fellowship with God? Don't you hate what it does to you? Don't you hate how it breaks other people's hearts? Look Psalm 119. I'm talking about hating the garment spotted by the flesh. Oh, it's just a spot, preacher. Yeah, just a spot. Psalm one hundred and nineteen. Look at one oh four. He repeats it in 128. I'll just read 104. Psalm 119 verse 104. Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Look at verse 113. Watch this. I hate vain thoughts. You know why people don't quit pornography? They don't hate what it's doing to them. I mean, a person ought to just step back and say, you know, this is destroying everything that's decent about my heart and mind. I hate what this is doing to me. I'm sick of it. Just like the guy sick of the alcohol, just like the guy should be sick of the booze. I hate these thoughts that I have in my brain. That's what he said. Isn't that what he said? I hate vain thoughts. And not just vain thoughts, not just pornography thoughts. What about thoughts, you know, just that you ought not to have? You ever step back and say, man, I hate the way I think. I wish I wouldn't think that way. I wish I wouldn't have all this bitterness and this anger and this covetousness in my, my mind. I hate how it dominates my mind and my thinking. God says you need to have a hatred for the garment that's spotted by the flesh. Look at 160, Psalm 119 163. There's another one. There, there's a bunch in here. I'm just hitting highlights. Psalm one hundred nineteen one sixty three. I hate and abhor lying. You know what? Most people hate when somebody lies to them, but they don't hate when they lie. People hate when people talk about them, but they don't hate it if they're talking about somebody else. Wouldn't well, it be if we step back and said, "Man, I am spotted." <laughs> I hate what i become. That's a good step of getting clean. You know what Paul said in Romans chapter 7 verse 15? He says, what I hate, that do I. But thank God at least he hated what he was doing. I think he's on the road to victory myself. Because you're not on the road to victory when you just casually go along with the things that are destroying your life. Oh, the seeds that are in people's hearts that are going to grow into such a monstrosity in their lives. If they would hate it in its infancy. If they would hate it when it was just a spot. He says hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Our lovely Lord Jesus, he loved righteousness and he hated iniquity. He had love and he had hate. And as we look at all the things, I tell you what, I, I just got to be honest with you. I, I look at society. I've got so much hatred for stuff I see. I, I do, I just hate it. But God helped me. To look down at my garments and try to find the spot and say, there it is. It's on there again. I hate that and I want it gone. I want it clean. Hmm. So are we going to spend our time hating people? Or hating the garment spotted by the flesh?